Yeah, Cat here. I'm here with uh, Hal and uh, BizDev's out today. So we brought in our new VP of merchandise, who I think muted himself by accident. Now he's unmuted. Uh, EO Dubs, Eamon Double Z. Uh, I mean, we've been boys with him forever. Played with him high school, played with him college. Uh, this kid, I mean, growing up, he had like eighty thousand dollars worth of shoes that he would just like fucking because he was he would hustle, dude. He's he's a, he's a shoe hustler. So obviously, we named him our VP of uh, merchandise. So, Dubsy, how's it going, buddy? Happy to be here, boys. Thanks for having me. Glad to uh, fill in for BizDev. And uh, yeah, man, we're excited. We got some goodies in, on on the way. Got some embroidered Carhartts coming. So uh, I'm excited to tease that later in the pod as well. It's gonna be fucking sick. I can't wait to get like the picture so we can like post it and see what, what people react and stuff. But I'm pumped that you're on the quick. pod, dude. You're you're an Isle, you're an Isles fan, so I'm sure at some point we're gonna be yelling at each other. That'll be fun. Uh, but you know that's that's just how she goes sometimes. And how how's it going, man? How, how are, how's everything with you up north? It's good. Uh, Dale's suspended. Just want to oh. get that out of the way. I think we're definitely gonna suspend. We don't have to. We don't have to put a lot of time and effort. Dale's suspended, dude. Yeah, so breaking news there. I don't have much more on that. I don't want to give him any time or glory. And two, just listening to Dubs on the intro, he kind of has like when you think about like podcast voice, I kind of go with like true crime. It felt it was very soothing, you know, like that, like the smooth talking woman who does like a true crime podcast and really dives into stuff. That's that's the vibe I got, and that's that's a compliment. I could definitely do the ad read for you guys. Like this is brought to you by Mailchimp. <laughs> Download now the morning skate Mailchimp. Well, we can talk about Can I brands in a little bit because I know that you're a big supporter of our Can I brands thing that we have going on. Right? I've been, dude. I got the, the CBD cream helping me out recover after workouts. I got the oil, oil uh, CBD melatonin spray. It's, they're good people over there. So, fuck yeah, appreciate it. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I appreciate that. But uh, also, guys, Fever Boy Rex is here. He's just backstage, and uh, he—I think he's a little, a uh, little gun shy right now. But I think at some point when we talk about the Rangers, he'll want to pop on. Hopefully, uh, we have the chat option available, so whenever he wants to say hello, that's awesome. I know Jim Big Daddy from Vegas has been. Oh my God, we should see Jim Big Daddy in Vegas, dude. Remember, remember a couple years ago we had that Twitter follower from Vegas, and he loved us. His name was Jim Big Daddy. Well, he didn't love us. He loved Fever Boy Rex. Do you guys remember that? I do. I I feel like he's still around, right? Or is not he not active? Hope he's doing all right. If uh, if you're out there, Jim Jim Big Daddy in Vegas, just kind of let us know. What was his last name? It was like Murray Murphy? I don't I know. know. I we... think it was Big Daddy. I think his name is Jim Big Daddy. Mister Big Daddy. That checks <laughs> out. Like yeah. kind of a cool last name. Uh, he's not popping up, man. Fuck. I hope he's okay. I haven't heard or seen from him in in forever, so we'll figure it out. But uh, all right, let's just hop into it. NHL news. All right, first on the docket, kind of a sad time in the hockey community. Rest in peace to Walter Gretzky, the great one's dad. Uh, he passed away this week, and I've just seen a ton of stories. I have a question for you guys. When people pass away, do you often get annoyed at the people who try to one-up each other's stories about whoever passed away? Yes. Do you ever get that vibe where it's like, oh, I have a story, and then like two minutes later it's like, well, this is my story. And then it's just it's not about them at all. It's just about like who has a cooler story. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Is that yeah, what you thought? I feel like, well, no, I just heard a billion stories of people trying to one up each other with Walter Gretzky. I thought that was annoying, but also, like, 
really cool dude. Not one person said anything negative about him. And it kind of seemed like he was one of the, uh, one of the stories that I heard, which I thought was cool. Is this one person was working at like some sort of like restaurant catering thing. And like, there's a ton of celebrities, whatever. And then when they went to shut everything down, like everybody left, but Walter Gretzky hung out and like helped clean up. And like, he had, he didn't have to do that, but like, he wanted to just talk the shit and like talk hockey and just clean and like little shit like that for me goes a long way. Like if you guys ever been to a family barbecue and like the barbecue is about to be over and there's always like one or two members of your family that like stick around and help clean up while like your cousin just left with like their kids and like the kids are screaming in the background, but there's always that one person who's like sticks around and like tries to help. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Usually they're also the person that will like finish the beer with you too. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. The and helpful I- lingerer. Yeah, <laughs> and i feel like that's kind of what walter gretzky was dude and like that's fucking really cool and also like i i don't know i don't have a kid i don't have plans on having kids anytime soon but like if i do have a kid i would very much appreciate if they were to play in the nhl like if they were to work their bag off and like make it to the national hockey league can you imagine like being the father of the best hockey player of all time like that's insane and like i i don't know a hell of a gene pull out of that guy what do you guys have on walter gretzky dude not a ton, to be honest with you. I thought you just summed that up pretty well. Uh, rest in peace. I thought it was kind of ironic, though, um, when you were talking about people who just want to help each other on stories. Remember when you laid it on really hard how upset you were about Alan Thick? Uh, I still don't believe that you've ever watched an episode of Growing Pains. Show me that smile. Show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying, believe me. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. The best is ready to begin. Ooh. Yeah, dude. I didn't watch Growing Pains growing up, dude. Grow this right there, pal. You see that? That's for Alan Thick. You would bring that up, dude. You know that I get emotional about that shit. I was just trying to prove a point. But, yeah, I don't know. I The Gretzky stuff was sad. It was cool to see the outpour. I don't think – like personally, I didn't know um, how loved he was in Canada, and it's weird too because the last time, like usually, I feel like superstar athletes' dads' deaths don't really get publicized this much, so it kind of showed how much people cared. And the last time, I think there was an athlete's dad who died that was this like public and big was Tiger Woods' dad, but he was, was more going to say that but he, was he was more, more the anti-hero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's almost like the yin and yang to that yin yang. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything on that, Dubs? No, I, I was totally going to bring up uh, Earl, <laughs> Earl Woods and kind of talk about how he had that kind of shadow on that HBO documentary and yes. Wayne Gretzky. But w- one thing I'd like to say, though, too, is like, I don't know where I heard this quote, but it's kind of like uh, you, you die twice, right? You die when you leave this physical realm, but then you also die when people stop uttering your name, right? So yep. hopefully this guy will continue to live on in the hockey world and just hopefully there's more Gretzky's to come, you know, like you said, powerful gene pool. So RIP. I I don't know. I think it kind of showed that like Wayne Gretzky was Canada. So Wayne Gretzky's dad was Canada's dad kind of a thing. And like, that's why everybody was just, I don't know. Rest in peace to the great one. I mean, he's, he's greater than the great one because without him, the great one wouldn't exist. So he's the greatest one. I guess so. Nailed it. All right, moving on. (laughs) Uh, So Dubsy's a big Islanders fan. Uh, he got himself married. I'm, I'm podcasting two married men right now. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, and But Dubs married into a Buffalo Sabres household. He's currently in Buffalo right now, and the Islanders and the Buffalo Sabres kind of just had, I think, a two-game swing where you guys kind of played at, in Buffalo, or is it on the island? It was on the island, we're, right? Yeah, we're in the Coliseum. Got game three right now at noon. Uh, in the island or on the island? 
so you you're it's like a Jerry Seinfeld bit, right? Like you go you go on the island, you go into New York City, you know. So it's like we got to go into the city, we got to go on the island. Okay. It's weird weird Jerry Seinfeld bit. You can watch it. I don't want to I don't have okay. to pay royalties to Jerry, but um but yeah, man, it's definitely it's definitely embarrassing to like because I was here during during COVID, right? And in the bubble days watching like game 7 against Philly here. I'm like Buffalo is my like spot to watch the Islanders when like I'm out of the city kind of thing. So it's kind of sad like watching it with like diehard Sabres fans and they're just like what is going on? So I think the big word you, that could sum up would be embarrassing and just not knowing like is this their 2014 like bomb season again because there's less games, they want to get the number 1 draft pick, could they get another Eichel? I don't know, but as an Islanders fan like when they're kind of gelling and um, one word to describe Barry Trotz's Islanders would be suffocating. Like they just <laughs> clog the middle. They they make you make bad plays and they capitalize on it. They gain the red line. They dump it deep. They got one guy hard on you, like taking away time and space. And I think it like like as in as consistently inconsistent the Sabers have been. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna win. So getting two goals on on Varlamov or Sorkin like. All right, good for you. Yeah, and you know what's weird? Like growing up, I feel like we could all kind of agree that growing up, the coach that everybody loved was Scotty Bowman. Like he won all those championships in Detroit. But like I think as kids, like we didn't really understand like what went into coaching. We just kind of watched like these like big mammoths, like people beat the shit out of each other, and whoever beat the shit out of each other better ended up winning the game. Like coaching was never like really brought up. In terms of like me being able to recognize what's going on in the game of hockey, I don't know if there's been a better coach than Barry Trotz, dude. Like. And it's, it's fucking weird, and it's not a really fun style to watch because like, it's pretty defensive and shit like that. But, like, every year I tell myself the Islanders are going to suck because you look at the Islanders on paper and there's nothing that really gets you overly horny about it. And every year they make me fucking eat my words because they're playing fucking full. That's the thing. The New York Islanders seldom don't play a full 60 minutes. And, like, that's really hard in the National Hockey League. I can't tell you how many times this year the Rangers have talked about, like, wishing to play a full 60 minutes where like the Islanders fucking do it. It's a, it's a part of their identity. So I think he kind of nailed it with the Barry Trotz thing. I just kind of came to a realization that he's probably the best coach that I can like recognize. And like, whenever I do have kids be like, yeah, Barry Trotz was a fucking G dude. Like he knew exactly what he needed to do to get the best out of his team. Not out of like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Barzal dude, what a fucking goal goal of the year. I would say going around Rasmus wrist the line and going between the legs. He didn't go shelf, but like, I don't either. So I don't hate it. Just no, the that was just... That, dude, the fact that he did that in a league with the best hockey players on planet Earth is insane. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And I was going to say, too, like, my the craziest thing to me on that was how Rasmus Ristolainen, like, bounced off. I'm like, Ristolainen's, like, 6'5". He He's has a there. huge twig. I don't <laughs> know if you've noticed this. Such an active stick. Always kind of like a cross-check guy and just a pest to play against. And Barzell bounced off him like it was nothing and, like, exploded. Yeah. That, that goal was insane. Um, the Matt Martin goal was almost as impressive as the Matt Barzell goal, just because Matt Martin should not be making plays like that. Hundred percent. When so the other guy, I think Dubs. There's two more guys. Dubs want to talk about the first is Wallstrom, and I'll kick it to Dubs. When you were taking a shit pre podcast, we were we were talking a little Wallstrom, um, and <laughs> he has a bomb. Like his, he has an absolute yeah. cannon. He had a one timer against the Pens. That was incredible. I forget who he was playing, Dubs. I don't know if you remember that snipe. Uh, the one that I was going to bring up was his, and it reminded me of just like a chel goal, right? Like a skate right, shoot left, over the blocker, just like 
powerful shot. So I'm, I'm glad that he's coming into his, his stride, you know, I mean, it might be a little too early to say with like a five game point streak, he had three goals, three assists. Right. And it came to an end on Thursday, but still like the guy for, for a crappy uh, farm system that we have to get him in 2018 with Dobson and they're, they're getting the time and, and the going back to trots, like, um, you kind of saw that power vacuum that happened in Washington, right? Like you get John Reardon to come in, take the spot. I was, I was the assistant coach. Um, we won a cup and then he gets fired during the COVID season, which was like an abbreviated season. Right. So it just shows like what like gravitas that, that Barry Trotz has. Right. So, and another thing too, is like he, everyone's bought into the system. Ked, like you remember like when we're playing for Williams, like you could literally just like, turn your brain off and just do his system. And then yeah. when you had the opportunity to like improvise and do your thing, like, yeah, you would be able to like make a hockey play, but not, not I much, think, not, not much out of our line with those hockey plays. I mean, dude, we were the, we were the, the penalty kill guys. We, like, we were, so, we were so good at hard wraps though. <laughs> yeah. But no, I just think like it's that system or if you're, if you're playing for someone you believe in and, and the system is simple like it's simple hockey it's like nuts and bolts just turn your brain off and it, when you get the puck and you're in that situation make a hockey play yeah um and they all like they all believe in each other it's cool like it's fun to watch as a as a fan but yeah that, that oliver wellstrom uh i think big things are coming in and the more you, like we've all seen it like the more you get confidence playing at each level the more you can kind of sh- shine of what got you there right so. That's huge, especially with young kids. Confidence is everything. Once they kind of get that little bit of swagger, you're seeing with Lafreniere and Capo right now, like you, you can just tell. I have two other things. One, Matt Barzell's putting up these numbers playing like this in a heavily defensive system. I can't imagine what that kid would do if you gave him any sort of leash. Like he is, he's so good. And then secondly, I don't know if Fever Boy Rex is going to want to jump in on this. He might not want to. I think in terms of prospect players, I hate the most. It's probably Oliver Wallstrom just because – the Rangers were supposed to draft him. Like Oliver Wallstrom was on the board. I remember texting fever boy being like, dude, we're going to get Wallstrom. Like, this is sick. Like they just showed like a clip of him in 12 years old at the fucking, the poor man's garden, like doing like a Michigan fucking thing on a breakaway. Like this is sick. And then we picked a Russian off the board where the only person knew who he was was Bob McKenzie. And so now like Oliver Wallstrom cannot be better than Vitaly Kratzov in my mind, because if he is then the Rangers fucking blew it. And the fact that you just said that he has three goals and three assists in the last, like however long, kind of makes me scared that's nice to hear it's kind of nice to see some humility from a rangers fan i would agree with that i think Wallstrom's hitting his stride dude i think he's got like eight points on the year so he's kind of finally exploding there's like it's i'm actually loving this deep dive on the islanders right now because and we never you anything you wanted to add on wallstrom before i so no, I'm, I'm good on Wallstrom. all right i just wanted to make sure in case you had to like yell at cat about something but the prospect i i and i i'm kind of throwing this at you that I was curious about is Kiefer Bellows. That's the Islanders prospect that I don't believe in. He had a shot. He was Mr. Sniper at World Juniors. Do you remember the hype on Kiefer Bellows? And all I could ever think about was that YouTube video with lay on the yeah. ice like a broad, you pussy Bellows. Yeah. Get up. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, what do you have on Kiefer? Zero points in eight games. I mean, there was a lot of hype, dude. Like you would go, you'd go to <laughs> Brooklyn or you go to the Coliseum uh, in normal times. And, and if he was in the lineup, people were like, you could, when you're walking to your seat, like people were buzzing about him. Like, Oh, like this kid's going to be great. And it kind of just reminds me of just like a, like a Josh saying, or just like this kind of like you're pumped up about this kid. And then you give him the time in the show. And like, I mean, we've never made it there. So we, we can't really talk about like the anxiety and the pressure that has to go into it. But 
I mean, like the guy's dad's a legend and, and hot champions in my video game, you know, like it's like you expect like this kid to, to like show up and know what it's like to play mentally, like at this level kind of thing. Um, so I'm, I'm still verdict still out, but I think like we got to ride the hot guys, like a, like a Dobson and a Wallstrom that were from. And, our... sh- and we touched, we touched on just getting the confidence. Maybe that's something, I don't know what line he's on, but who yeah, knows? A couple goals new. might fucking spark something that that's kind of there, at least with the Rangers, it kind of seems that way too. Like Capo had a year where it was kind of underwhelming. Like Lafreniere had a really slow start, but once they start kind of putting the pucks in the net and like start doing that shit, you can, you can visibly see them with the puck, like loosen up. And the yeah. moment they loosen up, it's like, okay, holy shit, this is the hockey player that we drafted. And, like, I don't know. That's that's kind of a fun thing to think. Uh, two things I, I on the Islanders, too. I just want to give a shout-out to Garth Snow. Don't get to talk a lot of Garth Snow these days since he's been out of hockey. I think he was a morning skate favorite for a while. Um, he got those draft picks for Dobson and Wallstrom. Like, that's him. And if you look back, the, the fault of Snow was some shitty trades – um, and he just couldn't hit on his top 10 picks. Terrible with top 10 picks. But think about Anders Lee, sixth round, Matt Martin late, Sezikis was like second or third round, I think. Like he traded for Clutterbuck. Like the identity of what Barry Trotz uses for the Islanders and why it's such a good fit was built. The core was built by Garth Snow. Um, yeah. And, and you, like you said, you have the pieces there, but it's like when you had Capuano and you had Dougie Waite, like the guys didn't want to play for him. So, it's like you have that foundation. You have those people. Like we lost, like I don't want to say his name, but like JT left. You know what I mean? So it's like, but it just shows that like you have the right system, you have the right guys, and something to believe in. And um, I'm I'm a big proponent on like like leaning on the things that which got you there, right? So like if you're talking about an individual player, like like a Kiefer Bell is like, hey, like you're a sniper, like <laughs> to lean on that which got you there. So it's kind of just like finding that internal identity and internal power and just like trying to elevate that. So like, I'm excited for them. Like it's, it's cool to see them put on a, uh, like they were tied for last with like the Rangers and the devils, right? Like three weeks ago. And that's how crazy the season can be. You know, you can't take a, a night off. You can't take a period or a shift off because every game is potentially four points because we're playing that abbreviated season. Right. So um, it's definitely cool. And again, if the Islanders go to Eastern conference championship, there might be another asterisk. <laughs> next yeah. to the, oh, it was only 52 games, you know, like they didn't get to play all 90 or something. So um, I, I'm excited guys. So I appreciate you guys giving me the, the time and the nod to talk about them. Big on the aisles, dude. I know, we have, I know we have a ton to go over kid, but I just do want to shout out one more person is Anders Lee or fa- Anders with a heart on. Is he your favorite aisle ever? I think so now, dude. Like he, like Billy Zane Titanic, dude, he makes his own luck. Like the harder he works, like the luckier he's getting in these positions where he's, and he's a big body. Like he posts himself in front of the net. It gets like, he does the simple things. Like you shoot to create a second shot to create a rebound. Right. Like he's just, I feel like he's, like it's baffling sometimes. Like I know he's a good player, but to be putting up, I think he has uh, 15 goals or 10 goals, five assists. Right. So it's like the guy is just always in a good spot to make impact. So it's uh, like, when you look at him, you're like, Oh, it's just like captain, whatever, like probably not that sick. And then you like watch him playing. Like I would hate to play against him and like be on the opposite team when him, like when he's firing, you know, and listen to his fight card. This fight card blew me away. He has Tom Wilson. He's fought Tom Wilson, Darnell Nurse, Evander Kane, Dalton Prout, Wayne Simmons. Those are big bodies. Big bodies. That's Notre crazy. Dame, Notre Dame kid, American. 
uh, first game of the year, I think against the Rangers, he scored a goal and like probably th- like 20 seconds before he got slashed in the face. So he, he like scored on the breakaway and he was like bleeding profusely out of his mouth and just went right back to the bench. I'm like, that guy fucks. Like, that's kind of sick. And that hey. shit like transfers over to the locker room too, you know, like when yep. you see your captain, like, like blocking shots and like doing the little things that like you expect. And then he's like, all right, like, and when he scores a goal, like the other, like last night or yesterday afternoon, when he scored, he's like, he's like, let's go. Like we did this kind of thing. Like, no, like, like he scored the goal, but like, he was just like, let's go. We got to keep going. Like we did this. So he's, he's a, he's a force, you know, hockey player. Love that shit. All right. I, I know next on the dock at Sabres. I think I'm going to kind of keep that until heroes and zeros. Cause I think that's one of your zeros dub. So we'll skip that one. And we'll, we'll go to the next one. Uh, Tom Wilson was suspended seven games for a hit on Brandon Carlo. In my opinion, it was a clean hit. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we talked about this. Peter Laviolette agrees with me. Why was it a clean hit? Be, I mean, if you, if you can't hit people like that, you should probably just take hitting out of the game. At this <laughs> if you're listening to this, obviously I'm kidding. Like, what a scumbag fucking hit on Brandon Carlo. Just went in, buried his head against the fucking glass. And they say, like, the first thing about a concussion is somebody gets a concussion, their automatic reaction is to, like, put their hands up to their head. And, like, his hands were up to his head before he even, like, understood what the fuck was going on. So, like, clearly he was in a world of hurt. Um, Tom Wilson being Tom Wilson, obviously scumbag move. But at the same time, I can't hate, hate, hate him like I would, like, a Matt Cook or something like that because, like, I don't think I've ever seen Tom Wilson turn down a fight. So, if he's going to be a scumbag, at least he backs it up, in my opinion, which is weird. But, Hal... Your boy Carlo hurt again. Uh, Sucks, I'm, dude. I'm kind of pumped about this Washington Capitals Boston Bruins rivalry, though. That's definitely happening. Yeah, I feel like I called this a month ago. Uh, I kind of knew it was going to happen. I don't know. Sucks for Carlo. Like, I don't know if you noticed this when the Rangers were playing the Bruins last week, but a couple guys were out, and ahead of Pasternak and McAvoy, they gave Carlo the A, which I think kind of shows <laughs> what they think of Carlo. Um, he's still like 22, 23. So that sucks to see him injured. He plays so many minutes. He's like our best penalty-killing defenseman, along with Lazan and Miller, who are both also out. So now we're kind of fucked there. Uh, so that sucks. Yeah, man, I understand what you're saying with Tom Wilson. I think Tom Wilson is a dirty player, um, and obviously obviously he does fight. So it like kind of eases the pain a little bit, but I don't know. It kind of pisses me off. I, I just thought the perspective of people saying that it was like a body hit. Like At the end of the day, the NHL wants to get rid of contact to the head, correct? Like. That's what everyone's been crying about forever. He yeah. smeared his head into the glass with his like forearm elbow. Like, bro, like it doesn't matter if he caught him with his shoulder first or if Carlo, like, if Carlo flinched and caused it. Like, that's what you take out. So that's a suspension. I honestly thought he was going to get like three to five. People were acting like he was going to get 20. I thought that was outrageous. It's not really that. It's not like a super dirty hit where it was like super intentional, but it's illegal. Like you can't hit a guy in the head. And that's the point I wanted to get home. So I'm cool with seven. Multiple offender. Yeah. Yeah. That plays a part too. And then I'll just keep ranting. Well, no, 82 game season. That's like a 10 to 15 game suspension. So this isn't like seven games might not seem that big, but like he forfeited over 300 grand in salary too. So like this was actually like the NHL being like, hey, fucking knock it off. But I see people still pissed off that it was only seven games, but (laughs) we'll never be happy. What does that equate to? Remember, like, the Ovechkin thing? We're like, that's like him getting fined, like, $16. Oh, I, like, I didn't look that up. I, I could. I'll that, that. I, that always, like, puts it in perspective. And they're like, oh, Bezos could have gave everybody $100,000. <laughs> it's like, I, I, you know what I hate about those? It's always like, I know how to solve for X, too, bro. Like, they, you can all, if you solve for X, you can just go viral nowadays. It's like, it's a simple ratio. So, 
maybe our math teachers were warning us about dude like math in the real world you know like becomes a viral media sensation by just calculating so um totally agree i think ked's gonna chirp me here for this one uh so after the i wanted to touch the i like how the bruins made tom wilson fight twice i'm not saying they beat him up but i like the fact that he fought twice i also like that Wilson fought twice. I thought that was okay. First fight, you have beef with Jared Tenorti, I think, Ked. I thought Tenorti, second game coming in, he's Bruins fans are acting like he's a big deal. He's going to be like our 11th defenseman, but it was kind of nice to see him drop the gloves. He threw a couple body shots. I know you laughed at me when I said that, but I thought he cracked him pretty good. Uh, and I, I like, too, after Tenorti fought Wilson, while Wilson was in the box, the Bruins scored three goals, went up 4-0. I think after Bergeron scored the third goal, I think you thought he went over and said something to Wilson, but he actually went over there and was like tapping the glass at Tenorti. That's leadership. I like that move. So boys are trying to make Tenorti feel at home. Do you have anything on Tenorti, dude? I mean, some hard body shots. You know, Tom Wilson left that game <laughs> with a tummy ache. So a good, hey. good. What's his What's his nickname that they're saying on Bruins Twitter? He's been there for a cup of coffee. Hasn't no he? idea that. I'm not even going to look it up or acknowledge it. because Tom Tinney's? Yeah, sure, we can call him Tinnies, dude. Uh, and then the second fight, uh, Frederick got his face beat in. It wasn't, like, terrible, but same thing as Lemieux <clears throat> almost, where it was kind of like a fast start and he just started getting fed. I think that'll come with time. Like, I still love Frederick. I, I'm not going to talk shit about him getting his ass kicked. Like, he didn't have to go after Wilson again, but he's nonstop. I fucking love that. He doesn't care if he gets his ass kicked. I'm all about it. Um, maybe, maybe Frederick, when he starts to fight, he should skate over to the opposite end of the rink and drop the gloves there so we're safe, like Nick Ritchie. <laughs> yeah, all right, dude. And then I did want to just mention, too, like four years ago, I just wanted to throw this one out there. Quater beat up Tom Wilson in a fight. So like, And that's when Tom Wilson was younger. Do you know what I mean? So, like... Frederick's a rookie. Like he's gonna get better in these fights. I believe he has the potential to throw bombs. Like he has thrown bombs before. So like he's just sometimes you got to get punched in the face to learn how to fight. Ultimately, yeah, yeah, dude, I miss McQuaid. McQuaid, I felt safer when McQuaid was in the league. Uh, yeah. But oh. and yeah. Frederick, I mean, you said he fights everybody, and it's gonna kind of lead into the next thing. Him going at Ovechkin the game before. Uh, throwing a body, dropping the gloves. Ovechkin doesn't want to fight all over him all game. Give him a couple cross checks, and then Ovechkin just popped his balls. Uh, it's fine, five thousand dollars. I, I actually, I want to go back really quick. I just want to get off my top five hate list uh, from this whole situation. So, okay. uh, player haters ball. These are the five people I hate the most after Tom Wilson hit Brandon Carlo in the head. Go for uh, it. Number five, Peter Laviolette. This is kind of like he just kind of was like almost honorable mention territory. He said he shouldn't have gotten suspended. He's just sticking up for his guy. But it's like, grow up, Laviolette. Why don't you get fired again? You're no trots. Uh, number four, Disco, our Capitals writer. Uh, the reason I actually like talking shit about Disco is because he talks shit back. Um, but he's a classic Capitals fan. He's His response in the morning skate group chat was uh, – Willie needs a break. This is good for him. Hey, buddy, that's like your third leading score on the team. You guys are third in points per game in the division right now. You're fucked. So enjoy that one, Disco. Willie needs a break. Willie, free Willie. Number three, Wisniewski. Um, he, I just wanted to point out with Wisniewski, and I know I'm totally biased, so this is Wait, basically me. Wait, who's Wisniewski? Puck Daddy. I thought it was Wisniewski. I don't know. I'm calling him Wisniewski. You're so talking to me. That's James Wis. Wisniewski. I think his last, I know who you're talking about. Yes, yeah, I know it's like Wisniewski or something. Yeah, I'm yeah. calling Wisniewski. No respect. Uh, 
I know he's a Devils fan, but he went to college at Maryland and he wrote in Virginia for years and he's actually a Capitals fan too. So stop pushing the narrative that that's actually a clean hit and people are overreacting because if that was Patrick Elias, you would have cried about it. Number two, the two refs. I don't know their names. I was going to look them up. I forgot. They don't even mention to be spoken to. You brought this up, kid. You can, if there's a hit to the head, the refs can review it for a penalty. They did nothing. Um, and we ended up, and we ended up like, just five on five after all of that, which I thought was crazy. They they caused that. Maybe maybe you can review it if a penalty's already called. I'm not sure. Like if you call a two, like if it's for sure a penalty, and you're at least going to call a two minute. I think that you can review it. But if you're not going to call a penalty, maybe they don't. Maybe that's something the NHL kind of looks into. It isn't. Does football do that where there's like a weird like hit or something, and and or maybe that's just concussion protocol. But I I don't know. I don't hate the fact if the NHL were to see something like that to like hammer the horn and be like, hey, you guys fucked up. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know how that works either. So that was weird to me. The that refs. I got you the refs. Dean Morton and Pierre Lambert. Yeah. I know. I've never even heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> you want want people to stop crying about the refs? Why don't you get Dean Lambert or whatever his name is out of the NHL? Adam uh, Lambert. Adam Lambert. Were you an Adam Lambert fan? That was kind of a weird phase of music. No, I wasn't an average. Okay. Number one on the hate list, Brian Law. And I'm just sick of this guy. He's a jabroni knucklehead. I don't know the word for him. He hates the Bruins. Four years ago, he talked about how the Bruins should trade Pasternak, and he had heavy sources that Pasternak was going to get traded. How'd that work out for you, pal? Uh, and then on, he was on NHL Network during that game. They were showing it, and he was just saying how clean it was. He doesn't see the headshot. He's like, I don't know why Bruins fans are tweeting at me right now. It's like... Read the room, Brian Lawton. Look at the video again. I understand the Bruins cut you and you had to go play in Austria and you were a bust of a first overall pick after you left there and you had to do a stint for the main Mariners. But get over yourself, bro. That was like 20 years ago. You're just an irrelevant intermission analyst for NHL Network. People Open invites to come on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you actually would come on, then I take that back. I'd love to deep dive into your career and we'd love to get some of your friends on too and maybe network a bit. Yeah, and start making tons of money. <laughs> but, but for now, this is this is where we stand. Yeah, but you're number one on my list right now. So that's it. That's my that's my hate list. You can move on. Well, what do you think about the Ovechkin thing? I don't know, man. So here's my thoughts on it. If you watch the game, and again, I love Frederick. Frederick was going after Ovechkin all game, which I think is a funny move because he wasn't doing it. Well, he was cross-checking him pretty good, and he and he was instigating it. Earlier in the game, he tried to drop the gloves with Ovechkin, and Ovechkin basically skated away like, why would I ever fight you, which is completely understandable. I still think it's funny that he dropped the gloves because Ovechkin kind of act tough, and then Frederick just dropped the gloves, and then he pulled the, like, do you know who I am card. So he gets speared in the nuts by Ovechkin. I think that's a badge of honor. Uh, I don't know. It's And it wasn't really – people call it a spear, but to me, when you go under in the legs and then you pull up, that's just a good old-fashioned can opener. Uh, it'd be hard for me to really hate Ovechkin for that because I probably definitely did it when I played. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like going up like that's not the same as spearing like that. So it was dirty. It was Bro, dirty, but I don't care. Go underneath. You go underneath the cup. Yeah, like that hurt way more than just getting speared in the nuts. To me, if you're not going to suspend some somebody for spearing after you saw what Ovechkin, like you literally can never suspend anybody for spearing ever. Like that was the most blatant. Like I'm going to try to fuck up your day type shit and he got an equivalent of a $16 fine for somebody making $33,000 a year. Uh, yeah, it's just that Tom Wilson smearing brains on the glass. I don't really have time to complain about Ovechkin doing nut taps. You know what I mean? That's fair. But but hell, going back, like like we we all play hockey. Like if you got a direct on contact 
to the cup, okay, like it, you're jarred, right? Like vibrations. But if you got a spear that went up and like up and over, yeah, like, your ball sack ran all yeah. over. Dude. Like, Bro, if he got, if if that made contact with his ball sack, he would not have been in that game fighting Tom Wilson the next game. Do you understand what I'm saying? He would have been yeah. out. That would have been surgery. Been been again, we're not saying it hit his ball sack. We're just saying that's that's way more dangerous than a direct spear. Yeah. I don't bypassing okay, so to me, and I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but growing up playing street hockey, did you ever get like a stick like sometimes like jammed in the pavement or somewhere and it would just spear you in the gut? That is like the worst feeling in the world to me when you get speared in the gut. I think speared in the gut over speared in the nuts is actually scarier to me. It doesn't really make sense. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just think like uh, a, <laughs> shot, a shot to your pecker is going to hurt, but a shot to your balls is going to drop you for like a few days. All right. Well, I, we can all agree there was no balls touched in this, right? So no balls touched. Maybe that's why I'm naming this podcast. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're we're gonna we're gonna fucking move. Uh, we're gonna do one last NHL story before we get into. No, uh, let's let's run through them all. We don't really have that much after this. Well, th- well, I want to do NHL and then we'll wrap up with the Wisconsin talk. Okay. Keep everything kind of copathetic. Um, I thought this was weird. <laughs> So the Golden Knights were playing the San Jose Sharks, and after their game, the Golden Knight Hotel yesterday declared bankruptcy. They had their pregame meal and then got evicted because the hotel just went up and closed. So, like, they were supposed to be staying at this place, and then all of a sudden, like, yeah, you guys got to grab your shit because we literally just locked all the doors. Like, this is kind of like, does this happen in the NBA? I don't think so. I mean, I think this is just COVID, dude. I'm I'm looking online. I was hoping that it was going to be, like, a shit hotel, but – uh, Fairmont, Fairmont and San Jose actually look pretty nice. 4.4 rating on Google over 4,000 reviews. Seems like it was a hot spot. Uh, shut down probably due to restrictions, probably lost a lot of business. Sad story. I mean, the NHL can't figure it out, but yeah, I agree in the sense that if you're an NHL player and you're like, you're getting ready for a game and they're like, actually the hotel just went bankrupt. Like we got to go to the Marriott down the street. I'd be a little rattled. But the timing seems weird. Like bankruptcy court, like you can file for bankruptcy, like it could be a year, you know? So, like, why are they staying at places that's like, oh, the day that you come to town? Sorry. Got him. Like, is that yeah. a mind game? Is that a tactic? Good point. Maybe, and then... maybe he was, like, a San Jose Sharks fan, and, like, he knew his business, he was going to lose his business, and he's like, might as well close the day. Today's the day, boys. I'm helping you out. Because, <laughs> like, my, like, my New York Sports Club gym was declared bankruptcy, like, like, last year, and you can still go to it. So, it's like, this was years in the making. I don't know. Just fishy timing. San Jose Sharks and bankruptcy talk. Name a more iconic combo. Yeah, that's the who's back of the week. Uh, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and just one last thing. Wisconsin won the Big Ten Championship yesterday against Michigan State. Cole Caulfield went out. Shout out to our boy Greg who listens to the podcast. Big Wisconsin guy. I wouldn't have turned that game on if he hadn't told me about it. So it was kind of nice to see Cole, Cole Caulfield. Rip, dude. Like, yeah, and he's going to be such a hab. Yeah, like he he's going to be a really effective hockey player. Tony Granato was quoted on Caulfield. I may never coach another player with this gift, uh, his touch, which is out of context, probably kind of weird. But uh, former Wisconsin Badger Joe Pavelski even called Cole Caulfield and told him that his kids wanted to know what kind of curve he used on his stick. I mean, his dad only has 379 NHL goals. So Pavelski calling Caulfield. I like when you see people go to like a a, a program like an NC double a division one program and like still are involved in like like ryan whitney on chicklets like he he's a fucking bu guy through and through i love how like they have like that uh i don't know pride about going to their school kind of a thing uh yeah you i actually um i wanted to throw this one out there too i kind of think wisconsin granados turned a corner with that program and they're like kind of becoming a power 
they were really good for a while back in the day, right? They had like Heatley and Pavelski and those guys. Uh, and then they went cold. They were terrible for a few years. And then kind of Granado came in. And then it was like Luke Coonan, who plays for the Wild. Uh, Trent Frederick yeah. were, were there. Miller. Yep. And now, and now they have this team with Caulfield, I think. Right when you think they out west, all, they have good players, man. They yeah, have really good players. Probably the favorites out west, and the other team I did want to shout out too because I just noticed it. I was looking at the standing. Northeastern is twenty-one and one this year, which is crazy to me that Northeastern's like the big power. Oldest uh, barn in America, dude. Oldest barn in America, yeah. But like, I just never thought about them. Like when I see Northeastern games on pre-COVID, they wouldn't have that many fans there. There's like so much more to do in Boston. Do you know what I mean? It's just kind of the weirdest program in Boston. Uh, really so cool rink. I got to play there. It's hundred percent, man. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Just wanted to shout them out. But yeah, I think that's kind of what we had for that. We have Rangers Bruins talk. We kind of talked about the Bruins for a little bit. The Rangers are on a three-game win streak. I still don't think they make the playoffs. But Filipino came back. Uh, the NHL's Chad Kelly, and he looked fucking awesome, dude. Like he looks really, really good. You mentioned Pasternak earlier. Filipino's also a check. I'm, I'm starting to like wrap my brain around what these Olympic teams might end up looking like, because I'm pretty sure they're next year. I don't know what's going to happen with COVID and shit like that, but I don't know if you guys remember one of the agreements was that the NHL was the players were going to be allowed to play in the Olympics. So it's going to be kind of really fucking cool to see what players make, what teams like who obviously Canada is going to be a powerhouse, but like, I think Filipino has a pretty decent chance of making the check. He'll a hundred percent make the check team and that. And that's like, if you think about it, the young Czechs, they actually have a couple players now. Hedl does look good this year. I agree with that. And then Verona and Pasternak. Zadina put in two goals the other night. I, I was going to text you because I know like you hated the Zadina. Like, I'm going to fill the back of the net. I ball. hope he earns it, bro. For a fucking dog shit Red Wing uh, team, if him scoring two goals, I would think it's kind of a huge fucking thing. Yeah, and he's almost a point every other game right now, which is good. He's kind of gotten there. And I don't know if you're going to disagree with this, but I, I still think Pavel Zaka has made a step forward, and he'll be like – he was, one of, the, he was one of the best devils against the Rangers the last two games. Right? Yeah. He just looks more confident out there. Completely different. So, sorry to sorry to take away the Rangers, but I agree. Czech have a ton of good young players. Zaka just screams Danius Zubris and Travis Zajac to me, though. Like, he'll that. be an effective player, but, like, somebody I'm never, ever going to be like, Pavel fucking Zaka, dude. Like, that'll never <laughs> happen. Uh, <laughs> Rangers talk back to it. Cabo uh, Kaka had an assist yesterday. He, he looked fucking unbelievable. Adam Fox went coast-to-coast. Coast. Last time I saw that, probably Brian Leach. That was an over-exaggeration. Neil Pionk did it a couple years ago, but it's still pretty fucking cool. Uh, Keandre Miller looked good. Libor Hayek, the guy who's single-handedly the most scared individual to play hockey in the NHL, scored a goal. Love to see when that happens. Uh, Lemieux is mixing it up. The boys are buzzing, dude. Mika Zibanejad still isn't playing good. Chris Kreider has two hat-tricks in the last, like, three games. So everybody's back on the Chris Kreider's a captain train, which I fucking cannot stand. But Kreider has been putting up points when, like, the guys need to. Ryan Strom has been lighting it up. He had a really slow start. Everybody everybody in the Rangers circle hates Ryan Strom. They think he's a product of uh, Panarin, how the Rangers are going to pay him all this bad money. Well, motherfuckers, Panarin hasn't played in a while, and when he was playing, Strom wasn't doing dick, and now Panarin's out of the lineup, and he's playing with Chris Kreider, and they look fucking awesome. Uh, so that's really nice to see. I think it's a Benajad Buchnevich who's had a fucking unreal start. Lafreniere starting to come around. He had an absolute snipe. I don't know if you guys saw that the other night, which was fucking cool. I know the game was already kind of wasted, but that was like one of the more elite type plays that I've seen him make. Shot was unreal. Second line, uh, Kreider, Strom, and uh, Kappa was back in the lineup. That line's going to roll. And then, dude, Kevin Rooney, man, I fucking love that guy. Before the season started, I talked to Feverboy Rex about it. And he said I was going to like him. I didn't know who he was. 
Kevin Rooney's been fucking lights out for a depth guy for us. As Phil DiGiuseppe's been really good too. Colin Blackwell out of nowhere. That's been nice to see. I just don't see the Rangers making the playoffs with the the defense that they have when you're playing Jack Johnson, Brendan Smith, and Libor Hayek over however much a night. Like that's kind of wild. Um, but and Igor Shesterkin, he stole the the game from the Devils the other night. The Rangers ended up blowing it out in the third period, but he ended up getting hurt. Didn't look good. They're calling a groin strain, and they said day to day, buddy. I am the king of groin strains. That is a week to week process. Do not. <laughs> especially as a goalie get out of here i also don't have cortisone shot so that might change a little bit but uh it's kind of what happened the range it's kind of nice to go on a little three-game win streak so hey for as a bruins fan perspective like hot seat capitals cool throne rangers as they like to say right like i uh looking back like i don't really i don't really hate the rangers i never really hated the rangers but they played those physical games where there's a difference like i hate the capitals like i i don't mind the rangers so uh, Got to be careful though with the groin because that's what did in Rick DiPietro. So and Ked, don't rush back. I agree. Don't rush back. And uh, Ked, I did want to ask you too. Like, I don't know how much you just touched on it because I kind of zoned out there. Strom, uh, I feel like you defend Strom a lot online. Uh, do you agree with that? Like, are you are you still Team Strom? Seems like he's playing well. Does he just have haters? Uh yeah, it's fucking it's really weird, dude. They just they don't like him because he's older and because they think he's a product of who's around him. Uh Feverboy Rex just called me and said he's watching the uh hockey day in the United States, which they should probably publicize that a little bit more. I don't know <laughs> if they knew that was going on. But they just showed the rink in Northfield that I skated on. That got a feature. They went to his house and like showed that outdoor rink with the Glens Hall Civic Center boards and shit. So he's he's on NBC right now. Shout out to Christian, fucking absolute beauty of a human, really cool to see. I, I told the story how he got the Zamboni from Salmon River and how they drove it down. They lost the hood and shit. Like he's just, yeah. it's fucking really cool stuff. So uh, that's cool. That. Yeah. I was good. My zero of the week was going to be that it's hockey day in America. And I didn't have any clue until I started uh, <laughs> this podcast, but that's cool. They, they just redeemed themselves with that fact. So I like that. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I, is that all you got on Rangers? I think so. I don't know if Feverboy Rex is going to hop on. He just called me and I didn't really have a chance to ask be, just because, uh, we were talking Ryan Strom. So if he comes back on, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more. Um, but yeah, that's what I have. Do you have anything else with the Bruins? Uh, only thing I wanted to touch on really quick, Jeremy Swayman, he played at UMaine last year. I hyped him up a ton. He was like a late Bruins draft pick undefeated in the AHL this year, 180 goals against average 935 save percentage. So if he actually pans out, that's a wet dream for me. Uh, and then the other thing too, I just wanted to mention, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but the Providence Bruins, the Bruins AHL teams playing in Marlboro mass, at the rinks that, like, if you grew up in the, the Northeast, like, 90% of kids that grew up playing hockey have probably played a tournament or a game in Marlboro, Mass. at that, like, huge complex. And I just think it's funny at AHL teams playing there. So, shout out Marlboro, Mass. That's Hockey Day in America. Jamboree's at Mass, Marlboro, Mass. Shout out the Northern Vermont Wildcats. They should just do that. They should just go to the Marlboro rinks and just film all the psycho parents that are watching their kids play hockey. <laughs> That's hockey day in America, dude. Yeah. All the all these mass holes just like fighting each other and shit. The, I talk about a rink. It's like right next to the mall, but for whatever reason, the atmosphere there at Marlboro Mass is just like parents drinking in the parking lot. Oh yeah. So right. uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I'm soon. It's a fucking few, I don't think few boys coming on. Uh all right. Uh can I brand? <laughs> we mentioned it a little bit earlier. Uh, you guys can save 25% off your order using promo code uh, MS25. I know Dubs is hooked on it, which is nice. 
Uh, we have some other people that are, that have reached out and they've been using again. They have that can I sleep guarantee right now, where if you buy their sleep products and you're not interested, you can send it back and your money back. I don't know why you wouldn't do that, uh, but that's kind of where we're at on that. And just I don't know. Shout out to those guys that they do fucking really great work and they have like a really like cool setup there. How's got a thing to say? I was gonna say Dubs could go first, but I was gonna toss in no. Dubs, I just said Dubs can go first, and I started talking. So go off, bro. Dubs can go first, but let me just say, Beyonce had the best album of the year. Um, no, I, I've honestly never really did a lot of research on like CBD and stuff. And when you guys started promoting it, I kind of mentioned it to my grandfather, who had like a kind of a bad fall on one of his walks and really bad sciatic nerve pain, and he got the CBD. I think it was like twelve hundred uh, cream. And he's like, this works. Like, this has been helping me. So he's been going to physical therapy. But honestly, without the Can I Brands um, CBD cream, it's been a game changer. And I've, I've used it, like I said, for recovery after workouts. And uh, the CBD spray with the melatonin just makes you have some nice dreams about hockey, you know. So shout out to those guys. They're doing it up and uh, appreciate it. Hockey dreams and wet dreams. That's what we can guarantee from the morning skate. I'm just kidding. Don't say that was a guarantee, but maybe. Wink, wink. Hey, I want to. I want to throw it out there too. What I was gonna say, um, I use the sleep spray, and I actually use the entire thing, and I ran out, and I like noticed a significant difference and uh, how hard it was for me to sleep. So like sometimes with like CVD, it's hard to tell like does this work, and then like I just got the proof. The proof's in the pudding. Like I couldn't sleep this week, so I just I'm gonna buy more too. Uh, happy to have them on board. What's your favorite kind of pudding? uh i don't know i mean i actually used to like tapioca a lot but just a classic snack pack the chocolate pudding with the vanilla in the middle um i, I don't I know, know you're going somewhere else with that like putting this in your mouth what are your thoughts on tapioca because like it's rice based so it's kind of funky but like I uh, best pudding i ever had was rice pudding from deli and brew by hudson valley and it was fucking lights out dude <laughs> like I'm a, i love pudding i don't eat pudding often but when i do like fucking Slather me up with that shit. <laughs> Ked, I feel like pudding would be like a name that you'd like call like a like a pet name for somebody. Like, oh hey pudding. Maybe my ex-girlfriend would start calling calling her pudding. <laughs> pudding pop. Just trying to find me a pudding pop in Nashville, Tennessee. Dude. All right, moving on. We did that. Let's talk a little bit of beer league. Um this isn't really I put it in beer league because it's a really beer league move to do. This was the week of slew foots. Uh, Brett Pesci and Yamamoto on the Oilers just out here slew footing everybody. Gutless play. I see it happen all the time in beer league. And like people don't understand that it's on purpose. And like they're like, oh, I'm sorry. And it's like, clearly you just did that on purpose. Like, what are you talking about? But uh, have you guys ever gotten slew footed in like beer league? And if you had, is that not the worst fucking thing in the world? I've been on both ends. I've, I've given one and I've received one. But like, it's one of those things where you're like, I'm just going to stick it out, see what happens. Like put your neck out into traffic and see what happens. Yeah. And and then you do it and then they, they bite and you're like, oh, like you feel bad. And you're just like, and I'm the type of guy like goes over. I'm like, you're right, bud. Like, exactly. Sick. Like, that's what I was mentioning. That's so yeah. weird how that happened. And then I'm like deep down, I'm like, why did I do that? Like that didn't <laughs> add anything to the, but then when like I get loose footed, I, I just like, yeah, like an angry train. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like ready to throw the mitts. So it's, uh, it's, it's a weird 
It's a weird move. The slew, bro, but bro, I fucking I just I've been trying to like schedule out content for like our Instagram and Facebook. So I went on YouTube and like I found all these videos. So, like pull and there's this one video I, I'm gonna have to do. I didn't I didn't, but I'm going to. It's this outdoor league. At, I it has to be in Canada. They're playing at night. They're they're under the lights and it's a GoPro video. And this guy gets fucking hammered, cross-checked from behind. And you can tell he's old because he's, like, grunting. He's like, oh, my God. And it takes forever to get up. I can't he breathe. Up. Dude, he stands up. The ref blows the whistle. And he goes, who the fuck did that? And he like, looks at the guy. He's like, did you fucking do it? And the guy's like, no. And he's like, who did that? And then out of nowhere, dude, this guy, like, 20 feet away, kind of skating slowly towards him. He goes, me. And he goes, <laughs> you did that? And he's like, yeah, I did. And then he fucking cross-checks him in the face, dude. And the refs come over. He's like, you're both getting kicked down. He's like, you're a piece of shit. And he's like, no, you're a piece. It was the most beerly thing ever. I just got I got to pull that. But, yeah, we, we've all been there, dude. Yeah, I don't think if I got slew-footed at my, at my age today, I don't think I'd get up. Like, just that impact to my back. Like, wind would be knocked out of me, one. Two, it's one of those ones you got to, like, roll over. You're, like, kind of, like, how – and when you get slew foot too, it's like, how much can I soak this in? Because it doesn't necessarily look like the worst thing in the world, but the impact, it's just a, the difference between being slew footed and any other type of hit is you have zero chance of bracing yourself. Like, it's just like an old person falling down the stairs. It's like, it's like throwing a stunt in Call of Duty. Like, you fall down and you're just stunted. And most of the time, like, you're in a high traffic area. So my first reaction is like, can I please not get hit by a puck while I'm like hurt on the ice? <laughs> yeah, that's true too. You know, that's I, true too. I uh, that kind of brings up a good point. Like, I just want to remind people. I don't. I'm still so anti-blocking shots in beer league now. I don't know when I got to this point, but I just I purposely skate the opposite way of shots at this point. Bro, I used to live for blocking shots because all I do is penalty kill, and if I blocked a shot, like that was as cool as one of the cool guys scoring a fucking goal, right? So like I I remember playing UNH and like they were on a power play, and like I pointed at their point guy, and I was like, "You won't fucking do it," and then he fucking <laughs> fired one right into me. I was a psychopath, dude. Like I would not even think about getting in front of anything nowadays. That would hurt. We so got much. we got yeah. goal. Today. Like you you blocked a shot and then me and you went down two on zero and scored a shorthanded. That's goal. like it's it's fucking. Wow. I just never in my life would I ever like even remotely think about getting in front of a shot now. And maybe it's because I don't wear shoulders in beer league, but like honestly, I don't think the shoulders would make me feel that more like like it's dangerous to do that shit, dude. Do you like how you still have that like? cage that's like a half visor right i think someone stole that from me i'm gonna be honest with you i used to have the half nobody stole that (laughs) fucking visor dude yeah dude that people love that visor bro no i think that visor was on your old helmet and there was that that fucking thing was so rusted out that you probably couldn't take it off and that helmet's definitely been thrown away nobody stole that fucking come on bro i there aren't too many find one of those on the open market then talk to me dude they're pretty rare so i think i think someone said look at that jofa half cage visor and was like i need that so that's my opinion on dude i don't know what happened to it i'd love to wear it i feel like the people that i play beer league with now don't know me well enough because they've never seen me piss drunk with that thing on (laughs) (laughs) can't handle me at my worst you don't deserve me at my best dude that's right, dude. Also, uh, hell, I can totally picture you getting like sleuth footed like this Sunday and like you just doing like a Peter Griffin with just like your arm behind your back, just like laying like, and just <laughs> waiting for someone to come over and be like, yeah. good, dude. Uh, <laughs> and then that like your alarm goes off at 7 a.m. on a Monday and you just remember you got slew footed at 1130 in your beer league game the night before and you just feel it in your back. Your hands still so stink sad. like your gloves. You're just like, oh, <laughs> brutal. brutal. <laughs> Uh, you lost in the offs, dude. That's all. Yeah, I don't have much on it. We lost. We lost in the playoffs. My season's over. It's only a two-week hiatus, though. But uh, 
it's always tough, man. It's tough when you lose in the first round too, because it's like three games. No, it wasn't close at all. Uh, I think we lost seven two. I had a goal though, so um, not the sound. Like Ford, Ford. I had a goal and assist. So they put you up on on Ford. That, to me, like. I just I, – I would think because I, I grew up playing with you. I've never been able to get around you. I don't think you're super flashy offensively, but, like, you're you're a very good defenseman. So so how shitty are your forwards that they need you to pop? And and also, like, I would keep you on defense. And beer league, if you have, like, good defensemen, like, it's – like, good defensemen on a beer league team is fucking huge. Huge. Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, I think forward's a lot easier and less stressful. So, like, when they ask me if I want to play, I'm like, sure. And I think, honestly, it comes down – uh, to uh, we haven't scored a lot of goals. I was somewhat not to toot my own horn. I was somewhat productive, uh, but my productivity basically is based around me timing my shifts out uh, to make sure I'm on the ice against the weakest pair oh, and, yeah. and manipulating the slowest defenseman on the other team. And that's that's how I produce. Yeah, when I, I was mostly on the other team, I forecheck. That's the only time that I use my energy. Dude, that is such like if you look at beer league players, there are so many beer league players that would be so much better if they just had any idea what was going on in the ice, like when I'm on the bench and I'm, I have a shift coming out, I know what defensemen are going to be out there. And if like one significantly worse than the other, I chill on that side of the ice. Like, <laughs> uh, like, but like people don't fucking do that. Like so some yeah. people just go out there. Like I've seen people where there's like an elite beer league defenseman and then another guy who can barely skate and they skate at the elite beer league defenseman. It's like, what are you doing, dude? You have a layup right here, but like, <laughs> but they don't get it. But like the fact that you get and you don't even play forward, that like it's insane. Lee, I was gonna ask, like, did you play forward? Because like you got kind of go like short and hard, and sometimes beer league D, you're out there for like three minutes. Well, yeah, like, it's like yeah, exactly. I mean, your shift length. Our COVID roster at the end of it, pretty much every night was uh, five or six forwards and three D. So three uh, D is brutal. There's nothing worse as if you have two full lines or something. It's awesome, but there's nothing worse than the rotation where you don't have enough for a full line to sit. Cause then you're, you're like timing it. The thing I hate about it most is timing. Like who was in front of me, who was behind me? Like what's fair time? Like who's being a douche right now? Do you know what I mean? Like, like when you play with Dale and he's hopping over the boards, like to skip people, like that's the stuff that like, when you don't have a, a full line that pisses me off. I, I cannot stand people who play beer league hockey that think it is more beneficial to have odd number forwards than it is to have odd number defensemen. It drives me fucking insane. Cause like defensemen, dude, you can kind of switch. Like if you're on the ice, you can switch with the dude who just came out. So you're closer to the bench and then you can fucking get right off. Like, I don't think in terms of chemistry, I don't think that you need as much chemistry with a defensive pair as you do with like actual forwards, knowing where you need to be in the D zone. Like defense, it's like pretty good. You have one guy in front of them and you have one guy in the corner. Like that doesn't change. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? But forwards, like, who's the first one back like okay you're on this side now i'm gonna read to this side but like if you can't develop any sort of like anything with your i don't know just try some nuts i hate fucking people that would rather run like eight forwards and 4d like give me nine forwards and 3d dude i agree and it's a lot easier too like because there's 2d instead of three forwards it's a lot easier you know if you have 5d you know the two guys that you're gonna play every shift with because it's the same guy in the rotation you know what i mean so you have two partners it's easier i agree I don't know, but I guess it's beer. Oh, uh, I, I skated in the fucking good skate last week. I had a goal, dude. I was, I was so bad. I feel like I'm going to be better this week. Just like skating. Cause the groin's still not a hundred percent. I feel like I'm going to be better. We're, we do like a, 
we make teams, you play to five, you switch goalies, but now we're making the same teams from now until, cause I think the last skate is uh, the end of April. So we're doing like a playoff thing right now. Now, like the teams are kind of like locked in and shit. So it's going to be a little bit more uh, hectic. I would say they moved Jay Latula up, up on Ford on the opposite team. So I'm going to be timing my shifts where I'm not on the ice when he's out there. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of, I'm excited about it. It should be pretty good. Um, I have a question for you guys. You so, guys, you guys go for a skate and you have a skate three days later. Do you guys wash your stuff? Is this, is this like, like peak college or is this peak? Like, like current day beer league. Like, yeah. Like like current day beer league. You're going to hate my answer. I'm, I'm once a season. I, I tell people that like, cause I wear like these weird, like compression shorts that help me not pull shit, which didn't work. That's different. The- and yeah. I wear like other like compression stuff and like my shirt and I wash my shit after every skate. And like, I tell people that and they're like, you're the weirdest kid ever. Compression shit. Like the shirt itself, I think is different than like washing your actual equipment to me. Oh no, I'm not talking totally. equipment. I'm talking about your under shit, like your oh, socks. Yeah. And like, under shit, you gotta, shit. you gotta keep that fresh. Cause then if you're not, I don't know, like you get like some crazy rashes and stuff. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I feel like most people don't do it. And I don't understand why. Like I have like a laundry bag and after every skate yeah. I get home and I open my bag and I literally throw my laundry bag in the washer. I don't even take anything out. And I just yes. put the fucking thing in and it's done. There was a point when I was a teenager when I realized to myself I had to grow up and I had to stop using the same towel uh, for hockey every single day for practice because it's like I'm taking a shower and then I'm rubbing my dirty <laughs> towel on my face for like 10 minutes. Like what's the point? So like to me – like shirt, socks, all that shit. Not your like your feet socks. Uh, that goes in a bag and gets washed. I agree with that. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. But yeah, like maybe <laughs> twice a season, I would wash like whatever could fit in like the Sienna, like laundry mat. I would like be like shin guards, sure, like gloves, sure, <laughs> like just throw everything and just lay it out on the lawn and like let it sun dry. But like that was maybe once or twice a season. Just dude, like, when I was at Hudson Valley. Out. We were like treated like kings. Like we had a laundry bin and we had our laundry like fucking clip. So you would literally, after every practice, you just clip all your laundry stuff and you'd throw it in the thing. And the next day you'd get back there and it'd be clean. It was the coolest fucking thing ever, dude. Like I'm sure like programs actually do that, but for community college, it was the community college. So Uh, we are now going to move on to the Patty B hotline. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if people are going to be able to hear the audio and if not, we'll figure it out. But uh, I just have to find the video because there it is. Hey, this is the Patty B hotline brought to you by the morning skate. Here's, here's the, here's the fucking thing. Hopefully you guys can hear it. Damn, Patty B. Well, that voice actually went on for another eight minutes. So I'm just going to cut that one off right there. So Patty B, he was talking about an Instagram post that we put up. It was, uh, uh, it was like, it was the most obvious slash ever where you didn't need to say like, this is a slash. And I'm pretty sure Patty B said it was a slash and then people like were patronizing him. So guys leave Patty B alone on the Instagram feed. Uh, He's a fucking absolute beauty. I love that guy as a weapon. I'm trying to figure out how to do these banners. So if people are watching this and know where to call, there it is. It's Patty B Hotline. Leaves a voicemail. 518-309-2595. Uh, I got, I'm starting to feel for Patty B because he's such a like a beer league ref. 
and he gets so frustrated. But here's the thing, Patty B, and here's a secret. I don't know if anybody's ever told you this before, so I hope you're listening. Beer League refs is probably one of the worst jobs of all time in terms of like your bang for your buck. Like, yeah, you're going to make some pretty good money, but you have to know that people are going to ruin you like emotionally. I would never, I would never beer league ref ever like that. You're just, you're asked to get degraded every single time you out there. And it sucks because I mean, we're all adults and we probably shouldn't be like telling like these refs to like suck it every two seconds. But like, that's, what's going to happen, dude. Like there's a lot of guys that think that they could have made the NHL and they're not in the NHL. So beer league to them is the NHL. And if you make a call that they don't agree with, they see these NHL players kind of going at refs. They're going to go at refs and they're going to go a little bit more because they're not making millions of dollars and they won't get fined. So Patty B, keep your head up. Hal, do you have any advice for, for young Patrick? Not really, dude. I mean, that's just ref life. Like if you're a ref, like you got to know you're going to get shit. I don't think it matters what level it is. That's just like part of the job. Like essentially a ref, you're almost like the customer service guy of like a hockey game. Like you're the person that's going to get the brunt of the negativity. Like you represent the game and the league as a whole. And that's your job to deal with the shit. That's just the job. Everyone has jobs like that. Like that's right. We, we should make a Yelp, but for beer league refs where people can go <laughs> and review or like rate my teacher. You remember that? Rate I my referee. Use rate my teacher, dude. We, we I would get my, my schedule and I'd go right on rate my teacher. And if there was something I didn't like, I'd be like, hey, mom, like, I can't take this class. Like, we got to figure this out. That happened a few times. Yeah, I think I used it more in college, I think, too, because you could get a, in college, you could really get a feel for how many tests is, is this professor going to give me a shit ton of work or can I just walk my way through to like an A or a B? I always wanted to be a teacher so I could be on rate my professor and have a little chili mark next to me. Do you think you'd have the chili mark, dude? I mean, no, you gotta I, earn I, a chili I, mark. No, I don't, but it would have been really cool. Also, like we should see if we should see if DJ Zumi has a chili mark. Ooh, let's <laughs> look that up. Right <laughs> That's now. a great point. Oh fuck. All right, that was a bad <laughs> that was a bad outline. We kind of went off the rails. It's fine, don't worry about it. Uh, and now, last segment, we're going to hop into our Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Again, I just have to find this really Hey, quick. fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Uh, and, guys, if you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook or anywhere, the person stopping in that video, I'm pretty sure, is BizDevDale, and I'm sure he wants you to know that's him, and he's capable of making a really hard hockey stop. So, shout-out to BizDev. Uh, he's not there. And suspended uh all right here in zero time before we get into heroes and zeros have you guys seen tom Moore on nhl network or on nbcsn or whatever i heard him call a game and i was shocked he, yeah so he called the first game the other night i didn't get a chance to listen to it how did he do oh he was all right dude i mean like i think nbc's still doing the thing where they're calling from the studio back home and that's a tough go like i've talked about this before huge difference calling a game from in the rink or in a studio miles away watching tv I think he's all right. I, th I hope he hits his stride. I'm rooting for him. We love Don Moore. So uh, I'm going to just – I'll do mine really quick. My hero of the week <coughs> goes out to Paul Maurice, the head coach of the uh, Winnipeg Jets. He uh, Most of the time when coaches are in the news for, like, comments and shit, I think they're stupid. But for some reason, Paul Maurice is kind of endearing, and, like, he tells the media exactly what he thinks, and he doesn't really give two shits about it. And I love that out of a coach. Uh, since Paul Maurice was hired by Winnipeg in January of 2014 – the other six Canadian teams have had 25 coaches between them, and no other Canadian team has had a better overall record. Is Winnipeg Jets the hockey team of Canada? Yeah, uh, I mean, to me, I think it's still the Leafs, if you look at the way the Leafs are going. But I get this point. You 
you uh you used to wave the white the white out shirts and flag white out cat white out cat yep so I mean I don't know I don't know if that's just kind of biasing you right now that you once were on the Jets bandwagon. Why was, I, why was I on the Jets bandwagon? Was there a reason? Was there a player I really liked? I think Did you loved like a hat or something from them. I got it. I, I got it. I don't know why I like them. I, I got I think the it was Big Buff, and I think it was the atmosphere. I think those could were have been. Oh, players. and it also could have been Jeremy Roenick dressing up in like white face paint. Don't remember that. Oh, you don't remember that when the Jets made the playoffs and they had JR dress up like the Winnipeg, like all like he was like white. He did white face? Yeah, yeah, he did white face, dude. Is that why he's canceled? Look at him now. Could be. I don't don't know. I I fucking love JR, dude. I wish he'd come on the pod. But uh, JR, please come on the pod. Pretty pretty fucking cool that the Jets have the best record. Uh, Dubs mentioned Toronto a little bit earlier, and, and they're actually my zero of the week this week. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs cost me a five-team parlay. I had the Islanders, the Hurricanes, the Lightning, the Flames, and the Leafs were playing the Canucks. Everything's going good. I'm talking to our boy Kush, who you know he he's the every day I get a text from him with the, with the NHL schedule and him asking me what's a sure thing. Uh, and him and I were buzzing, dude. And he's like, "Yo, dude, like if I hit this, I'm gonna give you some uh some I don't know like I'm gonna give you money for like helping me out." I'm like. What? And he's like, I'll be up like $400. I'm like, okay, Kush, let's fucking go. Like, this is great. The Leafs shit the bed. They didn't look good. And I'm watching the, I'm watching them, and I understand that they're the number one team in Canada. I think that maybe the Canadian division is not as strong as the other divisions. I think that has something to do with it. But when you have half of the game with Austin Matthews or John Tavares on the ice, like, how are you not beating teams by, like, 15? Like, has John Tavares not been that great? Dubs, can you do me a favor? Can you look up John Tavares' stats since he's joined the Maple Leafs? Because I know Austin Matthews, he's good for 80 to 90 points a year, 40 goals. Like, he's he's unbelievable. Watching him the other night, I think he's going to kind of go down as the best pl- American-born player. Like, he's fucking disgusting, dude. And yeah. and something I didn't know about him is he's a big dude. Like, he's not I, – I knew he wasn't super small, but, like, he is a fucking specimen of a human. So, really good. I think Dubs has the update. Yeah, uh, JT's got 22 points on the year. Um, so he's, still so, I mean, he's top three, right? You got Mitch Marner, you got Austin Matthews at 34 and 31 apiece, and then JT holding up number three above William Nylander with uh, 22 points. So, and, and I mean, John Tavares, I just – He's a point-per-game player since he's been – this is his third yeah. season with the Leafs. He's a point-per-game player since he's been over there. I just yeah. remember him on the Islanders, and like every Eight time goals. he was out there, I was like, "Oh shit, John Tavares is out there." And I watched him the other night, and like he was still effective, but I didn't get that "Oh shit, John Tavares is out there" kind of feeling, which is weird. But he's uh, he's one of those guys I feel like can just turn it on, though. Like he can be on autopilot and be a point of game, but then like if he backs against the wall, it's like, "Oh, we need you!" Like we're facing like relegation. <laughs> like let's go. He can he can turn it on, which is cool, but also it's like if you're if you're like this big stud and you're playing. Like where you've always want, like it's your jammies, you know. Like you've always wanted to play on <laughs> Toronto. Like uh, you should be giving them like at least ninety percent, you know. So I feel uh, that. They're, I, they're, they're I feel like he's a poor man, Sidney Crosby. That's the kind of vibe I get from him. Like he can grind. He plays a pretty well defensive game. He's good at the dot, and he can score goals. It's just that I think Crosby has a little bit more in him than Tavares does. Tavares still an incredible player. But that was my hero in zero of the week. What do you guys have? I'll go here. I'll go quick. You want to go, Dubs? I'll go quick. Yeah, hero. I got Barzi's goal. Yep. Uh, that between the legs, I just, I mean, it just doesn't get any better. I know we talked about that, uh, but zero. I gotta go. Gotta go to Sabers. Shout out to my father-in-law. I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> um, but 
I think, I think you guys need a new president. I don't think you need a billionaire, uh, like Pagula, like Terry Pagula, just like thinking he knows what's going on. I think you guys really need help. Uh, I think from, you got to separate like, Oh, the bills did really great. So like the Sabres are going to do good too. It's like, no, like they had McDermott, like it's his show. So you need to find someone to replace Kruger. You need someone to kind of take over daily operations with the Sabres organization. So my zero goes out to the Pagulas. Sorry, Terry. Yeah. Color me shocked that them hiring a soccer coach didn't work out. Can, can someone explain how do so from Buffalo, right? I lived in Buffalo for a while, so I understand the depression of Buffalo sports. What I don't get, um, and Dubs, maybe you can chime in. I feel like people like the Pagulas when it comes to the Bills, but they hate them when it comes to the Sabres. Is that correct? That's 100%. And James Dolan in New York. It's a disconnect because I, I mean, I don't know all the details of this, but um, there's like a the Pagulas have some business dealings in Pittsburgh. So a lot of their hockey knowledge comes from like ex penguin stuff. So there's a weird connection. If you follow like, um, I think it was like Jason Bordelli or whatever, like he's now the assistant, yeah, he's the assistant GM of the Seattle Kraken. So it's like, he was from like the Pittsburgh area. Like, I think there's just this weird, like kind of farm team mentality where it's like, Oh, I have business here. Like, let's just have this guy come through. So um, maybe we can look into that more if we want to dive into savers, but it is a weird, but like Buffalo bills, they let McDermott run his show, you know, but here they have no one to really take the reins and not winning hockey mid games. Dude, and like shout out to Kevin Adams for doing the Michael Scott control the media before the media controls you and throwing a press conference and saying absolutely nothing. Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable. Unacceptable. It's crazy. And, and speaking of Adams, I looked it up. The Sabres are paying three GMs right now because they, so they had Tim Murray. They, they gave him a one year extension and then they fired him not even a year after. And then they had Darcy Regeer. They gave him an extension and they fired him not even a year after. So they give these guys extensions and then they give them the fucking boot. And how are you supposed to build a team when you have a new GM every two years and you're paying seven GMs? You know what I mean? Like, like and who and at the end of the day, who's the person that fires the GMs? That would be the owner. So I guess it really does come back to the Pagulas. Um, who was the who was the uh, who were the old like Buffalo like the Wilsons? Who were the people in Buffalo that used to be the owners of the teams before the Pagulas? There was a guy who did it. I forget his name, but there was a guy who did it intermediary because they were going to ship the Sabers out to Seattle, or they were going to ship them somewhere. You know, like to an expansion like area and this guy i forget his name we can look it up but he was just like i'm a big part of the community i'm a millionaire and he basically bought it with like the intent to just hold and keep buffalo sabers in buffalo and then he was like i need it i need somebody to buy this kind of thing but i think that's a hero move to just like you love like your market and your like community so much that you're gonna like low-key buy an nhl team (laughs) in the hopes to just like keeping it in buffalo like i forget that guy's name but um, so Tom Galisano and Larry Quinn was before Pagula. And then before that, the national hockey league owned them for a year. And then before that, John Regis. And then before that, Seymour Knox, the third in Northrop Knox. <laughs> Seymour Bring Butts back the, the Knoxes, dude. Seymour Knox, the third in Northrop Knox. You're telling me those guys don't win championships. Well, they yeah. didn't. They didn't win a championship because it's from seven. <laughs> <Yeah. years. laughs> also, Commissioner Gary did did a lot keeping Buffalo here, <clears throat> like keeping the Sabers here. So, you know, we don't talk about the 
Dude, it's it, how, how many? Like, I don't know. The, the Sabres haven't won a cup and they've been around since 1970. Is the NHL the hardest league to win a championship in? I don't know. Like, the Rangers went 54 years. I, I don't know because, like, I yeah, I get that. I think there's the most parity probably. But you always think, to me, the issue with Buffalo is it's such a hotbed and there's so many fans and it's such a great hockey town that it's just, like, they're a team. Sometimes you just correlate, like, in football, right? Like, you think about, like, the Cowboys and about Texas football and they should always be good. And, like, to me, in, like, American pro hockey teams, the Sabres should always be, like, a top team just based on their fan base. Yeah. Like they have income, you know what I mean? They have revenue. I was thinking of Ralph Wilson, who used to be the Bills owner, not the Sabres owner. That's where I got mixed up because he was loved. I know he was loved for a fact, and like I didn't know if he was ever involved with the Sabres, but apparently he wasn't. I have a really weird question. You guys are going to make fun of me. I'm looking at retired numbers for the Buffalo Sabres. Number two, Tim Horton. Yeah. Is that Tim Hortons? That's Tim Hortons, dude. He died in a car crash when he was uh, a Sabre, I think, right? I don't know anything about it. I yeah. I didn't know he's a hockey player. That's probably why everybody loves Tim Horton so much. Yeah, their legacy, um, like they have like the little not the Tim bits, but they're like the little like Mites League. Um, they're like little that's always sponsored by like Tim Hortons and no yeah, I think I think he was he played for the Sabres uh, and he got in a bad car accident. He was like forty two when that happened too. He was like a he was like yeah. a real wily vet, like kind of a legend. I think he was he was more Tim Horton's more known as a Maple Leaf. I think he played for the Maple Leafs for 15 years, but he died as a Sabre. I think that's why they retired his number because he was such a legend. So, Dude, in 2017, Horton one of the 100 greatest NHL players in history. How did I not know that Tim Horton's was a hockey player? I don't know because we've done You're a Duncan guy, dude. On the pod. And it also kind of comes full circle, right? Ryan O'Reilly gets drunk, crashes into a Tim Horton's, goes to Buffalo, demands a trade. Seems like there might have been some bad blood there. Oh, wow. You think that's why? Could have been. <laughs> the guy who's God. controlling the matrix is just like this will be ironic <laughs> jesus all right how what do you got for heroes and zeros real quick my hero of the week i don't know if you saw this the dallas stars have like a light show now uh before their games it's it's very similar to the habs and also the the knights kind of love it like now i feel like since the vegas golden knights i know i hate on them on the podcast since i came in uh, they came into the league. I feel like desert hockey is a thing now, and desert hockey to me is just all about light shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like for some reason there's just like an environment that's different. And I hope Dallas starts getting more fans once COVID ends. I hope they pack the rink. I feel like they kind of do, but it's not quite Nashville. You know what I mean? So I'm big fan of the light show. Shout out the stars. Do you think? Do you think Joe Dirt plays like a huge role in you thinking that Texas people love light shows because of like the firecrackers and shit? I don't look it up. It was on Twitter. The light show looked fucking sick. That's yeah, how it was. Yeah, who's your do's? Who's your don'ts? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great go dirt quote. Uh, second hero of the week. This is also for uh, Dubsy's, also the king of Long Island. I just wanted to shout out Long Island University. They finished their first year D1 hockey this year, went three and 10, which isn't great, um, but they're only going to get better. Riley. Yep. Yeah, uh, we I'll talked about their coach. Yep. We talked about him and how he builds an organization and like just thinking about it, dude, like Long Island right now, uh, Charlie McAvoy's a Long Island kid. There's a couple other Long Island kids in the NHL who I'm blanking Isn't on. Fox? Isn't yeah, Adam Andrew, Fox Adam is a Long Island kid. Jer- Jer- Jericho, New York. Yeah. Uh, we've talked uh, about Jericho. Turnpike. Potato. Isn't Potato a Long Island kid? Pretty sure Potato. I think so. Yeah. So I and we've talked about it a bunch on this pod. It's kind of a reoccurring theme, but Long Island hockey is a different breed. Long Island hockey players are a different person, and I certainly consider it 
a hotbed, and I hope it works out. Kind of a random college, university, uh, but shout out Long Island University. They got to get rid of the black helmets, though. They have the baby blue and yellow jerseys, and they're sick. Like, get like, why do you have the black? Like, get a shell. You have black pants. Just buy a shell, bro. I, I think that is on purpose. I think. I that, know. Like, I think no. I think that's like you guys have to kind of earn it. I, oh. I respect it. Like, I think because I'm pretty sure Jack's. I think his name is Jack Riley. His last name's Riley. His grandfather, I'm pretty sure, was the coach of the U.S. Olympic team in 1960. I'm like pretty sure about that. He went to Albany Academy, and then he went to and he built a D3 program called Wilkes, which I'm pr- what's the fucking Secor? I'm pretty sure coaches at Wilkes now, but he built like a fucking D3 program in one year, like just based off of recruiting. He's an unreal recruiter, and they ended up being sick. So I think he was a head coach there for a year, and then he was the assistant coach at I want to say Dartmouth. I might be fucking this all up. Anyway, sounds pretty accurate. He's our age, which is insane that this guy this guy's coaching the Division One program. But like, it would be really cool. Like you mentioned, you had Charlie McAvoy, Adam Fox. Like you have these fucking kids right on Long Island who are nasty. It'd be kind of cool if they built that as like the center of like if you're a really good Long Island player and want to play D one or like this is where you go. Yeah, and like, like you internal, internal LIU hockey house, dude. Yeah, that'd be insane. Just so and, much weird vines, dude. And there's so many kids there. The population's so dense for D1 hockey. It's kind of like like when you think like when I think D1 lacrosse, I always assume that one in four D1 lacrosse players is from the island. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, because they like they eat, sleep, breathe it down there. And I mean, and the Long Island in the NHL like goes back to like I was watching. Um, I think it was Val James they had on um, for like black history month in the NHL. And they were like interviewing him and he played for the Sabres and I think Toronto too, but he was a long Island kid. His dad was like a steel worker and like grew up playing on the Island and is a professional hockey player. So like, it goes back to like the seventies too, where you have uh, just local kids like making it kind of thing too, which is cool. So I I hope they continue to be um, on the up and up and, um, I mean, even our boy Mike Gallagher, like they would have to, any like good Long Island kids would have to like go into either the uh, Catholic school league or they'd have to commute in to the city and play like the Metro Moose or play for like one of those teams. That, like that, like there wasn't really anything on the island that like Apple Corps, dude. Apple Corps, but Grand Niagara always beat them. And the goals, those are the only two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure McAvoy and uh, Fox played for the goals. Yeah. And I, I brought it up once. I'll bring it up again. Apple Corps rink in Long Island is the only rink I've ever been to that has a Nathan's hot dog stand as the snack bar. And it is the number one rink I've ever been to just based on snack bar and it's right on the ocean. Uh, so shout out to Apple Corps. Dude, is, I, I yeah. would give anything for it to be like 70 degrees outside and us like chilling in a backyard, fucking sunny, grass is green, and just grilling Nathan hot dogs. How good oh, is it? Just close your eyes. You're 12 years old. You just beat Apple Corps. You walk out into the rink. You get a slushy, uh, maybe some like chili cheese fries and a couple Nathan's hot dogs for the road. And then you're on your way, bro. What more do you need? You're about to play like you're about to play your Game Boy in the car for three hours on the way back. Like that's full stomach. That's what it's all about. That's what hockey's all about. <laughs> the road trips. <laughs> It's a Nathan hot dog snack bar, but all right. That was the podcast this week. Uh, do you guys have anything else? Dubs, thanks for coming on. I just noticed Islanders are playing the Sabres and you missed like the first period. I'm sorry about that. It's okay, dude. Like we have DVR, so I can, uh, I can get caught up, but I'd rather hang out with my friends and talk hockey than watch them dummy the Sabres again. Again. I, I, oh, I can't wait to repeat. 
Like at some point, the Sabers do the Sabers trade Jack Eichel this year? I don't think so. They're, that's no. their guy. How about you? I say no too. I don't know how you do it. If yeah. you don't trade Jack Eichel, what do you do? Don't sign trade Hall again. literally everybody else. Yeah, don't sign Hall again. He was on a one year, six mil. I wonder so. what the fuck they're gonna like. Something needs to change there because it's not working. New president, new like get the pagulas out of the control buttons. You know. I bet I, could, I bet I could run the Sabers. What would your first move be as GM owner of the Sabers? Trade Eichel to the Rangers and then quit. <laughs> <laughs> you like pull like what Derek right. Jeter does as like GM of uh, Florida, yeah. like start sending people to the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would make the Buffalo Sabers the New York Rangers farm team, but in the NHL. Fucking Jim <laughs> Carlos Stan all over again, dude. Seriously. Jesus. <laughs> Don't all right, guys. That was this all week's right, episode 190. Thank you for tuning in, and we will talk to you guys next week. All right, guys. Also, one more thing. Uh, Greenway Gauntlet. Uh, got this kind of late, dropping it at the end of the pod. Greener is going to talk a little bit about Ovechkin, and he's going to talk a little bit about the point system. Let us know what you think. <laughs> Okay, okay. That's what we start here. Oh, with Ovi spearing guys in the nuts, gets fined worth a freaking nickel for his pay. Jesus Christ, everybody all worked up there, there, there. No enforcement. Just think, in the old days, they sent an enforcer out, kicked the shit out of him, and now he knows. Guess I shouldn't do that. Oh, this week... This week, I want to talk about the point system. Y'all know I'm fucking nuts, but this is, uh, I feel like, bring uh, bring out a little more intensity to the game. Shootouts, first off, are garbage. That's just, that should have never been a part of hockey. Just garbage. Team game, and with a shootout, give me a break. Y'all Rangers fans, you remember. 2010, yeah, I'm a Flyers fan. I bleed, 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 bleed orange and black, but... Uh, I mean, how, how do you, the haters of the Rangers, even that, you, your team just missed the playoffs from Jokinen, overrated fuck, choking in a shootout. That's lame. You don't make the playoffs because of a goddamn shootout. I mean, give me a break. Shit's played out just like Fox and their laser pucks that they tried years ago. Give me a break. Y'all probably don't even remember that shit. But this week, I'm thinking... The uh, the next thing is uh, like the point system. Um, players are in plus and minus, right? Plus this, minus that, whatever you do, you know that. I think we should change the point system uh, with the teams. Uh, this is how I want to lay it out. Win, get two points. Loss, nothing. Win OT, same thing, two points. OT loss, minus a point. And uh, that'll change a difference in the standings. You win, you win. You lose, oh shit. And uh, because you'll never give up on the shootouts, uh, we'll give you one point for winning in the shootout, zero points for a loss. I like that one. Minus one in the OT loss. Intensity. Just think about it. Intensity to the last second. No dilly-dallying around. Well, we still have a shootout. That's what they say now. Bullshit. Garbage. So you give the shootout less points, meaning the guys don't want it. And, uh, you know, add a little bit of drama with uh, not much reward. So you try harder to not even be in the shootout. 
And uh, regulation, like I just said, be a lot more intense. The uh, regular season right now, we need some intensity with the points. Make the points matter. Because right now, the regular season is boring as shit. Add a little drama. Make the guys want it. Like I said, the intensity that will be in every game. Because right now, it's boring to watch a regular season game. So, uh, James Claus, <laughs> give me some response, brother. We uh, Some comments, some something. Talk about uh, how this could change the game. Like I said, make it a lot more exciting.